Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. This video is the start of a new series. It's where I take a question that I get either in the comments to a YouTube video or an email, and I just do a very short five to 10 minute video answering that one reader's question. And I know what many of you are thinking. There's no way Rob can do a short video. Well, let's find out. So here's the question I wanna answer. It comes from a, a viewer named Harris, and here's his question. I can make it a little bigger for you maybe. He says, a question, sir, say I have $2 million. Is it doable that I invest all in VTI, which is Vanguard's total US stock market ETF, and take out 4% every year to retire on? Is it doable or do I need to diversify between different ETFs? I am 49 and would like to retire today and live off uh, ETF income, thank you. It's a great question. And it, it raises actually a number of, of kind of subsidiary questions. And I'm already thinking, I gotta hurry up to get through this in a short video. So a couple of things we need to keep in mind. First of all, the 4% rule doesn't say take out 4% every year. It says take out 4% in the first year and then adjust whatever that amount happens to be. In this case, 4% of 2 million would be 80 grand. Adjust that number for inflation every year. Taking out just 4% every year is very, very different. It may seem similar, but it ain't. And the reason is inflation. Right now, as we've seen inflation go up, if we take out 4% every year, and imagine one year the stock market is down and inflation is up, you're gonna end up withdrawing a lot less that year if all you do is take 4% every year. If you can actually just do that, then maybe, maybe it's doable, but understand what you're not doing is following the 4% rule. The 4% rule gets adjusted for inflation every year, and that's really, really important, a very important distinction. And assuming that what Harris meant was follow sort of the traditional 4% rule where we adjust it for inflation, then no, I don't think it's a reasonable approach, or at least it has a number of issues Let's talk about them. The first is what Bill Bingen, he's the father of the 4% rule, and I can actually show you his article. Here it is. This is just software that I use called The Brain. This is the article, and he actually called it uh, Determining Withdrawal Rates Using Historical Data. So you can actually look this up yourself and, and, and get it off the internet if you would like. But the first important caveat uh, was that he defined a successful retirement, meaning one where you don't run out of money, if it lasted 30 years. Well, if you're retiring at 49, you're gonna need a lot more than 30 years, at least you're gonna have to plan for a lot more uh, than 30 years. And the 4% rule as designed by Bill Bingen wasn't really designed to last more uh, than 30 years. Let me actually show you. Here is his paper. He actually tested out to 50 years. You can see uh, in the graph here, let me see if I can maybe, possibly, I'm afraid I can't enlarge it, but we can make this a little bigger. Maybe, okay. You can see on the left column here, he's got uh, 20, 40, 60, those are years. This is looking at a 3% withdrawal rate in year one adjusted for inflation. And from 1926 all the way to 1976, which was the 50 plus year period he tested, a 3% initial withdrawal rate would last 50 years. But when you bump it up to 4%, you can see that some years, particularly in the late 60s, didn't make it 50 years, didn't even make it 40. Uh, in fact, some just barely made it 30, and that's actually how he came up with the 4% rule. So that's the first thing to understand. The 4% rule defines success 
as a retirement that lasts 30 years, which doesn't apply if you're retiring significantly early, say in, in Harris's case, at 49. That doesn't mean uh, if he did that starting this year, he would fail. Look at this, a lot of years lasted 50 years, but the, the key takeaway is many of them didn't. That's the first thing to keep in mind. The second thing relates to just VTI, and there's sort of two issues there. It's, he's proposing a portfolio with no bonds, and he's proposing a portfolio with no international stocks or other asset classes beyond just a total US stock market. And I think those are two uh, important issues. So let's look at the first one, and that is a 100% stock portfolio. And Bill Bingham looked at that. We can see it right here. See, he's got different stock portfolios there. And he tested them based on the different initial withdrawal rates. If we go to the 4% rule, these two, the, the two uh, uh, bars that are the highest represent 50% stocks, this middle one, and 75% stocks, this, this one to the right. I know it may be a little hard to see. And, and that's what he said was the sweet spot, somewhere between 50 and 75% stocks. The 100% stock portfolio all the way down here didn't fare as well. Why? The big problem was the crash in 1929. Over a three-year period, we lost about 90% of stock market value. One can argue that that's very unlikely to happen in the future, but it's still a possibility. And if it does, a 100% stock portfolio uh, could get really, really hurt and you, and you might not last even a full 30 years, let alone up to maybe let's say 50 years if you retire early, say around the age of 50. That's the first problem. The second problem is, is that Bill Bingham's done a lot of work since that initial 1994 paper where he was just looking at two asset classes, S&P 500 and intermediate term treasury bonds. And since then, he's, he's diversified the portfolio, particularly with small cap stocks and said, you know, if we add in small cap stocks, we might actually be able to boost the 4%, maybe to as much as 4.5%, but again, for a 30-year retirement, not a 50-year retirement. The other big concern I have is this. I know U.S. stocks have outperformed international stocks uh, over large periods of time, in particular the last uh, 10 years or so, but you got to wonder, is that going to be the case forever? If you're retiring at 49 or 50 and you're planning, let's say, you know, from a planning perspective, to live to be 90, 95, or 100, boy, a lot can happen in the next four or five decades. How confident are we uh, one, that U.S. stocks will outperform every other country or every other part of the world for the next five decades. But, but two, how comfortable are we that we can stay in that kind of portfolio? Not only 100% stocks, but 100% U.S. stocks for 40 or 50 years while you're in retirement drawing down your portfolio for spending money. So long and short of it is, Harris, I'm not a big fan of that approach both because of uh, the age uh, that you're proposing to retire, the fact that it's 100% stocks, and the fact uh, that it's all U.S. stocks. Again, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but I can tell you personally, I would be very uncomfortable retiring at that age with that withdrawal rate and that portfolio. So there you go. I think I did this in like seven or eight minutes. There'll be more to come. So if you want your questions answered, I can't guarantee it, but leave comments to the videos or shoot me an email. You know, your question just might be in the next video. Until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.